Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it's Eric here, and I hope you guys have checked out the beautiful Dive Studios Essentials line. We have some amazingly comfortable, warm, cozy, soft hoodies and sweatpants. And we worked really hard on putting these together. I mean, real hard. Like the team at Dive Studios, they worked their butts off. Like from every, like the color to the embroidery to the fit to the fabric, like every little piece of detail. I know the team personally, like a lot of us put a lot of time into it. And so it is beautiful. It is perfect. Check it out. You can go to at buy dive studios on socials and head over to shop.divestudios.io and you guys can see and be a part of this amazing dive studios family and hoodie sweatpant movement, the essential line movement. Oh, also, 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 just by the way, I'm just letting you know that there are tote bags and hats and all these other things. So definitely go check it out. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop DevOps show with Eric Nam. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, sizes, and whatever you are, it does not matter. Welcome to the DevOps show. I'm your host. I don't know who I am. I'm Eric Nam. And um, welcome to the show. Hope you guys have been well. And we have another great guest here joining us on the TEDBox show. And we're excited to have her. I haven't seen her in a while. So let's just go ahead and welcome her. This is Irene. Irene Kim, hi. Hello, guys. How hi, are you? Eric. How hi. are you? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. I was actually really excited when you reached out. Yeah? And you were like, hey, I'm doing this show. And I was like, yeah, because we haven't talked. I haven't seen you really in a while. Time. I yeah. haven't seen you probably in two years. Maybe. I think it's been longer than that. Time flies. It does. Are you fly. sure? It's been like three years. Dang. But I feel like I always three years, two years. But I okay. but that's how I feel about you too. Cause like <laughs> even though we don't actually physically see each yeah. other, I see We're always aware of what each other is doing. Exactly. And that's is, good yeah. because you that's, know, I'm just like rooting you yeah, on. Same, like, likewise. I think no. it's okay. Well, first of all, we should do this. Please introduce yourself. Okay. Hi guys. Um it, Irene here. I'm a model and an influencer and I I I have a brand at the moment and mm-hmm. I'm just doing fun things and just living life. There you go. Yeah. There we go. We have <laughs> we have Irene who's doing fun things with her life. Uh joining us here Everyone today. Everyone should be doing fun things. Everybody with should their be doing life. fun things with their life. I, I think I do that do. should be life motto. Do things that make you happy and you know, Amen. Do, do things that you want to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, so if you are not familiar with Irene, as she just briefly mentioned, she is a fashionista, icon, influencer, entrepreneur, um, does a lot of really cool things. And uh, I think 
I don't remember how we first met. I feel like it was at someone's birthday party probably or something like that. It was. Was it Min's? I think it was Min's or Amber's. Maybe it was Min's. I feel like it might have been Min's. Yeah. But after that, we only saw each other abroad. That's true. The only places we ever hung out or we, we see each other. We went to have waffles. At, in, in New York. Clinton Street, Street Bakery. Bakery. Oh my gosh, I remember delicious, that. Delicious, delicious. waffles. Ooh, so good. <gasps> the um, chicken and waffles. You, I yeah. think you introduced me to that place. It's so good. My it's One so of my good. best friends from college was like, she would bring me like the waffles or the pancakes. I totally forgot about our waffle. We, it was, we got there super early in the morning. Yes, because there's always a line. Always a line. And then after that, it was always, we would run into each other in random places. It would yes. be like New York or LA or Paris or London. Well, we did KCON, that KCON We did thing. that too. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Um, I was a rookie then too though. So I was, you know, I was so nervous that day when we were doing that concert thing. We, I think we presented together. Yes, we presented… Um, Something. An artist for I their performance. Me neither. But we did stuff. Yes. Um, but it was really cool because I feel like you're one of the first Korean or Korean American influencers slash models slash I don't know. Like you do so many things to really but to really take on your own, right? And just take off. And like you have these iconic looks and trends Aww, and things that you, you kind of created for yourself. Which I've never really been like… Had a real conversation about that stuff with you. Which is why I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, Because I think uh, your looks and your styling and the stuff you do has always been visible in the periphery of K-pop or in the world of K-pop. But we've never really dove deep into it. Yeah, I've never really talked about it either. It's just like on… I guess I've never dove into it. Uh-huh. I've just like showed it and right. expressed it on my platforms. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. Let's talk about let's it. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. I did not know this, but you were born in Iowa? Yes. <laughs> That's random as all hell. How did your parents I have no end idea. up in Iowa? I think my dad was going to school at the time and he was doing some sort of program at a college… Okay. In Iowa. And my parents were young. Uh-huh. And um, I was just born there. I have no memory <laughs> of Iowa. But on my passport, it says Iowa, USA. There you go. Not Seattle. But I grew up in Seattle. So, so how old were you when you moved to Seattle? I was… Like one? No, I was still like a baby. Young? Like three months. Oh, so baby, old. baby. Like baby. Okay. Like no memory. All right. So you're born in Iowa… You have roots in potatoes and yes. all that stuff. That you go to Seattle and then you went like you grew up there completely? I grew up up I grew up there up until middle school and then um my parents decided to move to Korea. So oh. I was plucked out of my bubble with <laughs> all my friends that I grew up with, going to getting ready to go to high school and like picking our outfits and makeup looks and then they're like you're going to Korea a boarding school a Christian boarding school how is that what (laughs) I was miserable I ran away from school from the dorm from this from school 
What? Wait. So this school was in the states or in no, Korea? No, it was an in international Korea? school. It was uh, TCIS, uh-huh. Taejon Christian International okay. School. Okay. Um, and I remember just being so miserable there uh-huh. because I barely knew Korean, but it was an international school, and everyone was speaking Korean. <laughs> So I was so like, where, like are all the, where are all the international people? Uh-huh. Um, I think it was mostly Korean people that wanted to study abroad, like mm-hmm. university. But I mean, there were some people that could speak. I mean, most of them could speak English, but it wasn't like… Their first language or like their language yeah, of choice. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. So I was plucked out of my bubble and kind of thrown into… Korea, on top of it being a Christian school, on top of it being a boarding school. <laughs> Your parents <laughs> were really away. like, let's make her life great. Yes. Let's put her… No, but it did. If I think about it now, yeah. it did make my life great uh-huh. because it gave me a tough skin. It yeah. put me out of my comfort zone at a very young age. Mm. You know, you're going through a lot of things. Like you're going through puberty. You're yeah. going through growing up. You're, you're, you've had your best friends your entire life. And then you have to make a whole new friends in a different country. Yeah. So if I think about it now, I'm very grateful because mm-hmm. it made me grow up. Super quick. Super quickly. <laughs> or, or experience things uh-huh. in that way that gave me a tough skin. But also, yeah, I wasn't… I got used to it, obviously. Like I didn't like drop out and… Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So then, you know, what did you throw yourself into? Like, you ended up going to New York, right? Yeah. So I realized that you could go to fashion school. Yeah. Like school for… It's a thing that exists. Fashion. And I didn't know that existed until I got to high school. Because up until that point, my parents are like, oh, you need to be like a doctor or a lawyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Typical. Um, typical Asian parents. And I've always loved clothes and dressing up and fashion. And I, I would even change like three times a day. And my mom would be like, what are you doing? Like I, <laughs> even when I was in… Uh, when I was like a toddler, I would just… Mm. My mom would dress me up and mm. I would go to my room and change. And she's like, we're not going anywhere. So, um, so I found FIT and I got accepted Mm -hmm. and then I, yeah, went, studied some textile design. Nice. And then I started interning for stylists in New York and Mm -hmm. New York is the place to be for fashion. Right, right, right. Like that's the only place that I knew I was, I wanted to be. Like Uh I applied to, um, 
an art school in Cali and uh, the Chicago Art Institute. And then I applied to like FIT and Pratt. But I wanted to be at FIT. Mm -hmm. Like I just knew. And you got there. I did. And and I guess like was the goal like I want to be a fashion designer or I want to… Like obviously work in fashion but like in what context? Did you have something in mind? I think I was too young to to know exactly what I wanted to do. So I just always knew like I wanted to work in fashion. Mm. And do something in fashion. Mm-hmm. But there was never like a specific goal. Like I want to be a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Like I looked up to designers. Right. And I looked up to brands. And I looked up to models and stylists. But I just wanted to be in the industry somehow. Like I I remember when I was interning. Like I would sneak into fashion shows. Like backstage. <laughs> like I snuck in with some like random photographer and I like crawled into the back door like nobody caught me and I was like backstage at the Marc Jacobs show like runway and there was <laughs> models running around like changing their clothes uh-huh. and I was just so fascinated uh-huh. by the whole thing uh-huh. and like Marc Jacobs was standing right there looking at the huge screen you know how the designers like stand backstage right. watching as the show is happening and um, it comes full circle because at that time, um, you know the supermodel Han Hejin. Yeah, she was there. Oh, like throwing off her clothes and getting into the next outfit, and then like running back in line for the runway. Yeah. So that was just like, wow! I want to like be in this somehow mm-hmm. kind of vibe. I've never told that story before. Well, now we know. You you <laughs> snuck into a Mark Jacobs show. I snuck into a Mark Jacobs show. The stickler me is like, somebody report her. Get her out of here. But nobody knew. I mean, yeah. at the time, you know, nobody knew. And I was I was just there. I didn't I wasn't there trying to steal stuff. Yeah, you or, just wanted to experience it. You yeah, wanted to be and, there. And and I just wanted to experience it. And I was just so like, I kind of Everything kind of moved in slow motion. Mm. But it was… You know, fashion shows are so busy. Like events like that are so crazy. But I was like, I want to work in this. Yeah. That's super, super cool. That you got to see that all firsthand too. Yeah. So then what happened? You graduated. How did you get to become the Irene that you are today? What happened? Like obviously a lot of things happened. Yeah. A lot of things happened. But what was… Is there like a moment where you're like, this is my moment. This is what happened. A pivotal experience or moment in your life mm. or career? A lot of people ask me that. Like what was your turning point? What was your peak? Or what was your most memorable moment? But mm-hmm. I feel like everything for me… I mean you've seen me from like the beginning stages yeah. of when I was starting my career. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of happened naturally. Fell in place. Kind of fell another. into place. I wasn't planning on… Um, doing TV or planning on do, becoming a influencer. Uh-huh. I hate that word. <laughs> what do you prefer? What? What? Prefer how do you, like other than influencer? Like what? Because I always feel really like lost it, like, whenever makes I me use cringe that word. Yeah. When someone's do, like, what do you influence? I mean? yeah, like I don't know, just like a creative. There you go, a creative. Right, a creator. Yeah. I'm not even a creator. Like what? Am I God? Like I don't create. Like I'm just a person that makes things that I guess other people enjoy. Well, 
what, in whatever way you want to define that. Yeah. Oh, wait, I had a question that I yeah. want to go back to. Okay. So as of somebody who loves fashion, who loves changing, did your boarding school have a dress code at all? They did a little bit. Like okay. some things that aren't too short or like showing your stomach. So, but no but uniform. It wasn't, but you didn't have like a uniform. No. Okay, okay. Thank God. Right. Because I was like, I had a uniform. You did? In middle school and high school. And I was like, if you went to my school, I'm sure you would have found some creative ass ways to like spruce it up. Totally. I would have like embellished <laughs> like maybe the inside of my jacket uh -huh. or like little details. Only stuff that you know. Like fringe the skirt. Mm -hmm. I already have so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should make a corner where our listeners send you our like fashion advice. Like I have to wear this. What should I do? Oh yeah, that could be cool. Or how to style it or yeah. or different things to try or how to wear. Yeah. And not very applicable right now because everybody's in sweatpants. True. And nobody's leaving the house. And if but you, you are… But you could spruce up your sweatpants. I mean you could. How, how have you retrofitted your sweatpants recently or um, whatever? I've been cutting a lot of things. Oh. Like I, I like to crop things. Oh. Or I recently, you know, tried to like tie-dye… I didn't tie-dye this hoodie but… Yeah that looks like an expensive tie-dye. Yeah this is like a very complicated tie-dye <laughs> but… Um, I found some… I'm trying to embellish a hoodie but I just haven't got to it yet. Mm. I have the materials mm -hmm. but um, I like to crop things. There you go. You know. Always just cutting stuff off. When in doubt just crop it. Just cut it. it. There you go. When in doubt, Eric, I'm just gonna take scissors to everything. My hair, my shirts, my <laughs> pants. Like, let's just cut it. Um, okay, but I think you know one thing. Going back to that pivotal moment, I think for a lot of people, they kind of point to your hairstyling. True. A lot of people yeah. do. I don't know when I was like, because even when you started like coming up everywhere, I was, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> You're everywhere, and people are like, it's the hair. Maybe it's Maybelline. No, it's the it's hair. It's the hair. It was the hair. Actually, yes. That was that was probably what kind of put me on the map mm -hmm. as an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time, uh -huh. there weren't a lot of Asians that were doing colored hair. Unless you were specifically like a K-pop idol mm -hmm. or… Uh, a celebrity. Uh -huh. So for models, it was very taboo because as a Asian, like you have to have, you know… That Asian, Asian the look. The Asian look. Yeah. And I don't think I specifically had the Asian look. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't do it because like, oh, I want to be different. I really just did it because I was bored. <laughs> was it your idea? Or yeah, was it, like it was your, my idea. Well, so okay, so walk first, me through it. So you're just like… So first I was home and I decided to like ombre the ends. So I bleached the ends. Okay. And then um, I had like an event or a fashion show. And then the next fashion show, there was like three other girls that did the same thing. And what we were like, mm-mm. I was like, mm-mm. Wait a me. minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I went back and I like Googled um, some hair salons that were doing colored hair because in… The Gangnam area, there weren't a lot of places that were doing that kind of like hair dyeing. Oh. So I went all the way to Hongdae and I found like this punk rock salon. Okay. That had like graffiti on the walls. Man, and you were committed to this. I was committed. I took the subway uh -huh. to Hongdae and I walked all the way to the salon and I 
Yeah. And then there were, I didn't even know what color I wanted to do. I just picked it on the spot and I'm like, um, I'll do blue. Okay. Without even telling my agency. And it was like a week before fashion week. What? Did they freak out? Yeah, they freaked out. They stopped typing when I walked into the <laughs> office. They were like, what, what the… Where what did you do? And they were like, do you Are know you that it's it? fashion week? Are you having a Britney 2007 and- <laughs> moment? What's going on? <laughs> they're like, you know it's fashion week in two weeks. And I was like, I know. Isn't it cute? And they're like, we have to let the designers know. Because for them, like they booked me for a specific look. Uh-huh. And then… They, you know, I have a different look now, so it might not suit whatever their collection. Right. But that season, I ended up walking the most shows out of all the models. Wow. I walked 19 shows Man. in five days. That's a lot of walking. I, <laughs> oh my, it was like show, it was back to back. And, yeah. you know, it's it's all compressed into like, Five days and there's like eight shows a day. And I was walking like five shows. That's wild. Of those days. And they would dra- They would wait for me after the finale. And they would like drag Sprint me you. to the next oh, wow. show. And there would be like five people like removing my makeup. Or they would like drag me to the bathroom and like wash my hair in the sink. <laughs> so you were the hottest commodity. The hottest model of that year. That season during Seoul Fashion Week, yes. Yeah. I wa- because the because the designers were okay with my hair. Mm. And I'm I, sure it was new, it was different for a lot of it people. It was different and they were like, Yeah, it's totally okay. And then the designers like wanted something different, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I did it without really planning anything. <laughs> I just was really bored. Re- well, I just didn't want to have the same hair as everybody else. Everybody else. Fair. Fair. Like, why does the Asian always have to have mm. black hair, like an Asian model? I agree. Why? There's no good reason. There is no reason. Um, so, obviously, I, I know I look like one and I, I have the height and the looks, but I'm not a model. I, a lot of people are surprised. I'm not a model. Really? I'm, I'm not. I know. It's surprising. Don't be too shy. But you've done fashion shows I've, before. I have a… Have I? And you have good style. Thank you. It's more of my stylist probably. <laughs> Do you know I actually got asked to work, walk in the Hermes last year. Why didn't you? Oh, they did that big I'm show in serious. Seoul last Diane's year. I was laughing at me. I got asked to I got asked like 5 times to walk. Why didn't you do it? I was in New York. Oh. And so and I was also like I'm probably like I'm probably going to fall on my face. And so but that looked like a, it was kind of a complex. There was like stairs. Yeah, and I was like complicated I'm, I'm runway. I'm definitely gonna fall. And so I was like, I'm just gonna be in New York. You guys, let me know how it goes. Um, but I cannot imagine it being easy. And my idea of modeling is Zoolander. It's Derek Zoolander. It's Blue Steel. The pouting. Yeah, it's the pouting. Um, but okay, so I've always been curious. What is like? What are some of the biggest? Benchmarks of success. What what is like? Oh man, I'm doing well as a model. Obviously, you book <laughs> modeling gigs in like you know magazines. Is it the number of shows you walk? Is it a certain designer? I, like what is it? In traditional model standards, mm-hmm. it's you know how many shows you walk that season, mm-hmm. or 
what kind of editorials that you book with the types of magazines. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're a new face. So you walk all the shows and then the designers and casting directors see you everywhere. And then Mm -hmm. that's when you shoot the editorials and then you get the campaigns. So that's the traditional route of becoming a model, I think. But I think with, I think now there really isn't the right or wrong way because uh-huh. of social media and you know you have to be kind of multi hyphenate everywhere yeah kind of thing. you have to be a multi-dimensional person you have to be able to <laughs> do <What's that? laughs> do certain things i mean just because you know you also do d- different creative I, things I do. you sing you host you model sometimes I- um, you <laughs> influence, you I, attend I shows. So for me, it wasn't, I didn't go the traditional route because uh-huh. I knew at that time, like I was a little bit older. Like I debuted my official career when I was 26, which is like very old for model oh, years. It? Like girls start when they're like 16. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought, like, oh, what can I do to make me stand out a little bit more which was my expressive way of like hair color Mm -hmm. or fashion or my styling or you know blogging at the time. Did you always want to be a model or did you kind of just fall into it? I think I was asked a lot to be to do modeling when I was younger but Mm. I always turned it down because my parents were really strict. They were like, we're going to send you to another boarding school. (laughs) (laughs) So she can't do anything (laughs) creative. (laughs) <laughs> That's um, what it was. So you just kind of like, I guess, finally found the right gig or the, the you know. What yeah, was your first I modeling gig? I finally just found my own way to get in the industry. Uh-huh. I didn't go a traditional route. Like people knew me as Irene is good on social media. And then um, I started to attend shows during fashion week. And at the time, people were like, isn't she a model? Like, why is she going to shows? Uh. And then street style photographers started to notice me like, who's this girl with blue hair running around like first row of everywhere? Yeah, and then like crazy outfits. No, but in the beginning, like I wasn't first row for everything. Mm. There were brands that were really excited to have me and support what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then certain brands were just like, oh, like we can get her in, but we can't put her like in a seat. So uh-huh. I was happy to like be even there. be there. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to get noticed and the f- street style photographers. Uh-huh. That was kind of like who put me on the map in the beginning. I remember there was a period where you were putting up so many photos. <laughs> like because you were literally everywhere. Like everybody was taking photos of you. I was were, changing like eight times a day. I remember like seeing photos of you with your suitcases. Like you would like go with like… eight suitcases. So many. I was like… For me, I'm like the baggage fees that she's racking up. But so many Seriously, suitcases. so many overcharge fees. Oh man. But no, I was, I was just really, really excited to be there uh-huh. and to be in New York and to be in Paris and the brands inviting me to the shows and me finding different ways to communicate that with my audience and yeah. create new content like with the brands. Mm-hmm. That was just really fun for me. I mean, it was 
really cool watching your meteoric rise. I mean, I feel like you've done so many things with so many different brands. I think I, I sent you a photo once of you in Times Square doing like an Aldo yeah. billboard. I was like, what? Like Irene's in the middle of Times Square. That was pretty crazy. It was wild. That kind of gave me goosebumps when I like saw that. Really? I was like… I mean, fair. Whoa. Yeah. I'm in Times Square next to the like huge… Everything. Everything. The center of the world. Yeah, that um, was pretty crazy. But like you've worked with… I mean, you've been in almost every publication. Vogue, whatever. Like you've been in it. Is there one brand that you were like… I cannot believe I am doing this project or brand or shoot, editorial, whatever. I guess the brand that's been like closest to my heart, mm. not because they're a high fashion luxury brand is probably Chanel mm. because they were the ones um, that supported me in the beginning stages oh. of my influencing career. <laughs> <laughs> and they were actually the first luxury brand to put me front row. Oh wow. When I was not a celebrity. Uh-huh. They were like, we'd love to take Irene and like we'd love for her to dress the way she wants yeah. in our clothes. And I was just… I didn't even know what was going on just at that time. Because yeah. it was just like so much I've had to absorb. Like uh -huh. I'm still… Like I never went back to like think about it. Like mm -hmm. I think about it now and I'm like, whoa, that's like pretty crazy. Yeah. Like things like that don't happen often. No, they don't. <laughs> so Chanel was the brand that was very supportive and I stayed like very loyal to them too. And I mean, you're wearing their shoes right now. I too. am wearing the, their shoes. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Coco Chanel. Yeah. Like I did a project on her in middle school. Oh. Like about her life. Man. And then here I am like sitting front row at the Chanel store where, and Rihanna's like sitting across from me. Like it's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I've never really thought about it until now. Because <laughs> this is the second podcast that I've ever done. <laughs> so I'm just reminiscing about the things that… No, it was… It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. And, and you saw Rihanna. And you've seen a ton of incredible people, I'm sure. Not that… Yeah. You know. Not that it really… I don't like to be like, oh, I saw this person. Like, yeah, or honestly, like I met this person. But… But, I mean, I they're mean, all they're they're all just people, right? Exactly. <laughs> but that's pretty cool that you're there first row with these people of that caliber, and they're the first to put on for and you. And it's like I'm not even worthy to be here. <laughs> like, no, it's crazy because when I was doing the project on Gabrielle, Sh like Coco Chanel, I remember going to the department store Nordstrom, like in my neighborhood in Seattle, and asking them for like perfume samples because I was doing a school project. <laughs> And they were so nice. Uh -huh. They're so friendly. They're like, here, here's 10. Like you can and then I wanted to have my class like experience the scent of the perfume. Like that's you were precocious. You were <laughs> above you were before your times in influencing, Crazy. even as a middle schooler at your boarding school. Um or, or in Seattle. Yeah, in right? Seattle. Um so I guess, you know, coming full circle to where you are now. You know, you have your own line. Mm -hmm. Fashion label? How? What do you call it? Like, I don't know, fashion line? 
I guess just some stuff. Stuff? It's called Good For You? <laughs> yes. Right? It's called Irene Is Good. And like one of our like messages is good for you. Mm. And like unicorns. And good vibes always. So it's kind of just… It's not just about the clothes. I think it's like more of the message that I have with the clothes. Which is like the colors and the fun vibes. And just like… I don't want people to wear it because it's like my clothing line. I want them to like… Connect with it. And yeah. connect with yeah. it. Have it be their own rather than like… Oh this yeah. is my merch. Fair. You know That's type cool. of thing. When I think about it, like I… I feel like we both tra- pre-corona traveled a lot. Yes. I feel like you were at every fashion week all the time. You were modeling. You were shooting editorials. You were influencing. You were seeing first row. You're doing… You're d- developing your own fashion line. And it looks amazing. It looks great. Were you never tired? Oh, so tired. How do you deal with that? Like I always think, man, I'm exhausted. And then I look at your stuff. I'm like, but not as exhausted as Irene. <laughs> and I'm like, Irene is good. But is she good good? You know? That's like something that I think as a friend or somebody just watching from the side. It's like, it cannot be easy. Like, how did you deal with that? It was the boarding school. It was… (laughs) Anything is better than boarding school. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, You know, I think throughout the years of my career up until now… I think I never really gave myself a chance to to ask myself if I'm really good. Because I was always busy trying to be good or kind of make my worlds Mm. that you know what you see on my platforms and things which I mean I was so much so happy to do right but then I never really like dove deep and then asked myself like hey like you good Mm. Irene should we like slow down a little bit right Right. (laughs) so I think um unfortunately the pandemic has us all like kind of at a stop, but right. it's been like very mentally good for me. Yeah. To just like stop mm-hmm. and think and kind of go back. Right. And like recalibrate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just, I was like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel that way sometimes? I mean, I, I definitely, there were moments where I do, I, not so much right now but, but that was it but always like my mindset was like Irene like you should be grateful that you're in this oh, situation yeah. like you shouldn't complain you know that's what mm. I was always saying like be thankful mm. like there are so many other problems that other right. people are going through like if you can't get to this like right right but here's the thing the what I've come to terms with is yes be thankful be grateful you're blessed but also know that a taking care of yourself is incredibly important and B, that pain and struggle, they're all relative. In the sense that whatever you're going through, right? Whatever difficulty, whatever pain to you or to me at that time, it's, it's the most stressful, difficult thing in the world. Like that is the, it's my world falling apart. And it can be trivial compared to anybody else. But the way that my body and my mentality deals with it, to me at that moment is so difficult. And, and for me, I've been like, you just have to accept that with grace. And be willing to be like, okay, this does kind of suck sometimes. Yeah. But I never, I think I never really said like, oh, this sucks. Uh It's like, 
okay, so I have a problem. Like, how can I fix it? Mm. Like, what's the best thing that I can do right now uh. to like make this better? Uh-huh. And then I didn't, I wouldn't really feel it. And then I would just like move on to the next thing. So you really just kind of sprinted through everything all yes. the time. Now that I think about it, I wish that I hadn't sprinted as quickly so uh-huh. I could like appreciate the moments. But sometimes, you know, if you're, yes, you're invited to all these events and you're so grateful to be there, but then it's like you don't get time to appreciate it mm. because you're just so busy worried about like the content or worried <laughs> about like what you have to post yeah. or what you have to wear. And then on top of that, like editing before I had a team. Your vlogs. And- my vlogs and my hair and my makeup and all like 10 million things. Mm. And I know that, yeah, like, oh, these are problems that you should be thankful for. So I think that's what I always thought, like uh-huh. in the back of my head. Uh-huh. Like you should be thankful that you're here. Understand that perspective as well. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. It is a it's lot. It's a lot. Um, but you're good now, I feel. I am good. Right? Or I guess I'm asking. I think I'm in a really good place right yeah. now. Just with like my mental state. Because I realized, you know, during these times where I've had a break. Like it's okay not to be good. Like yeah. Irene is not always good. Like you don't have to always be good. And that's not like what my message is about either. It's just more um, being good with yourself, I think. Important. Is the most important. So important. What, you know, tell us a little about you deciding to to create Irene is Good. You know, obviously it's… The brand? Like the clothes? Yeah, the clothing. Like what inspires you… And how, I mean, obviously, I think you literally do everything from A to Z with your <laughs> products and your line. But how is it being an entrepreneur in that sense? It's a lot of work mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. It's a full time <laughs> job. Like, if, uh, I mean, the advice that I would give to people that want to start a brand or a business, like, it can't be a side thing. Yeah. It's a full time thing. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know. It's a full time thing on top of, all the other full-time things that you have to do to make this run. Right. So just a lot of, you know, business decisions Mm -hmm. and and things. And with the brand, like I didn't know that it was going to become this big of a business because Mm -hmm. I just, in the beginning, I just started with these small like PVC beauty pouches. And I mean, for me, that was relatable because I was traveling all the time and I love makeup and I was carrying those pouches like on the plane and um, to my hotels Mm -hmm. or wherever I was traveling. Became hoodies and t-shirts and jackets and dresses and shoes. Everything. (laughs) Everything. Yes. (laughs) And it, 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 it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Because I, I'm very involved on both sides. I mean, I'm much more involved on the creative side now because we have a partner now that I work in Italy with who kind of takes care of the business stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything that goes out into the world, I see everything. I have to confirm everything right. down to the color of the stitching 
down to the way that it's stitched. And I think that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm too… Particular? Particular. But it's also because I love fashion and I respect it so much. Uh Like I don't want to put out something that I don't believe in or that I don't think is cute. Fair. Because there's already too much stuff. And I respect designers and I respect brands and I don't want to be disrespectful in that way. So for me, it's kind of like that thing where I have to see everything before it goes out. Otherwise, like I don't want to promote it then Mm -hmm. or I don't want to show it to people. What, you know, you do so much. What, do you have like an end goal or a dream or like when is… When is enough enough or when is… When are you good good? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I just had this conversation the other day with a close friend of mine. And it was kind of like a mental breakdown but not Uh real… Like I was like crying Uh and like trying to figure out my life. Like what am I doing (laughs) with my life? When is enough enough? I mean… I'm figuring that out right now. I don't think I can answer it right now but I'm still figuring that out because… Up until, you know, last year, I thought I just always had to outdo myself. Mm. I think I'm just my worst critic. Okay. I'm just outdoing my… I'm not really competing with anyone. I'm just kind of in my bubble competing with myself. Just pushing yourself. Just pushing myself to see how far I can go. Uh (laughs) Before I like (laughs) fall (laughs) and faint and pass out. No. That sounds very unhealthy. Don't do that, guys. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. No. no, but I genuinely… It goes back to what I was saying before. It's like I should be thankful. And I'm I'm thankful because I'm able to do what I love. And a lot of people don't have those opportunities. And a lot of times like things don't… Most times things don't fall into place. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm very lucky in that yeah. sense. And I feel like there's a reason why I'm being pushed in this way or… And I shouldn't be lazy and I feel guilty being lazy. Like in the beginning, I was like this whole pandemic situation. I was like, what do I… What do I do? What do I do? Like I'm in… I'm at home and I'm like twiddling my thumbs and… This probably sounds really like horrible. You know what? But… That's… I just feel useless if I don't do something. (laughs) But I feel like a lot of people can probably agree with you. Like understand where you're coming from. Right? People who are used to being hyperactive and overachieving and always creating. Like I think it's something that I deal with as well. It's like I should be okay. You're also kind of a workaholic. I am. And I I think I have to let myself mentally be like… It's okay to literally sit on the couch and watch TV all day. But like just just having… Allowing yourself to to feel that and be okay with that I think is very important. Um, so I think that's something that I'm still working on and like trying to come to terms with. And obviously you are as well. And that's just… Yeah. That's life. That's what life is. Right? Right. It is what it is. It is um, what it is. But switching gears for a moment. Or I guess one question first. For people who, who look at you who I think understandably can really want to see you as a role model and try to pursue what you've done. What type of advice do you have for those types of people? Oh, I'm still learning too. Mm -hmm. But the advice that I would give myself when I was young is slowing down Mm. a little bit. But the advice that I would give for 
young people that aspire to be creators or do what they love is like you should do what you love. Mm. You should never take no for an answer because there's no right way to do something. Mm. You have to really like believe in what you're doing mm. and be good at it too. Or find something that you're good at and have the right people around you to monetize that as well. Like you can't do everything by yourself. Like if you want to grow, like the smart way is to have the right people around you to help you grow. Whether Mm. it's mentally or whatever whatever it is. And just not being afraid to do something if you feel like it's the right thing. If that makes sense. I feel you. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) That's the answer to life, guys. The answer to life is just do what you want. Because at the end of the day, it's your life and no one's like living it for you. So you… Do you. You got to just do you. Do you. And then, you know, things will fall into place somehow. Good luck, guys. Wishing you the best. (laughs) We're cheering you on. Um, Okay, so… Switching gears, we are a K-pop show for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, so we got to ask you, what are you listening to recently in K-pop? What's going on? And what's going? What on? music in K-pop really, you know, influenced you, or do you love like some of your favorite K-pop songs? I love K-pop. I think I always, always have loved K-pop. Right now, I really like Hwasa. Uh huh. Like Maria. I sh- I think she's so hot. <laughs> is that creepy? No. Why is that creepy? <laughs> she's beautiful. She is. She's beautiful. And like she's so talented and so charming. And like the way that she sings and dances. Like you could see that it's like coming from mm. her heart. So um, big fat girl crush on Hwasa. Yes. I got a big girl crush on Hwasa. Can you, can you send Hwasa a, a, a voice message? This is Hwasa's answering machine. Hi, this is Hwasa. Leave a message. Sure. Or whatever you want. Beep. Hi, Hwasa. It's Irene. I don't know if you know who I am, but I really love your music and the way that you express yourself. (laughs) I sound like a stalker. Like, please, I hope I can meet you one day. There you go. Love you. Bye. Bye. I probably up. like love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Haza, who else? Like who else do you, are you listening um, to recently? I'm like a big girl group. Like uh-huh. I get these like girl crushes just because I'm also like looking at the visuals and uh-huh. the styling right. and the way that they wear their makeup. Like it's inspiration for me. Mm. So like Blackpink, mm. Red Velvet, Itzy. Um, those girls, they're just like styling-wise and visual-wise. Killing it. Yeah, they're like Killing on point, thing. you know? There you go. Yeah. Um, so we have some questions for you from fans. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is very practical from YJ Shing. How do you keep your hair nice? Mine is in fine condition, but it still looks like a bird's nest on crack. Mm. What? How do you keep your hair? Wash it? 
important. Yeah. Wash, wash it. it. Do you use wash a bunch of stuff? No, I actually don't. That's the thing because I have sensitive skin and oh. like certain conditioners and shampoos make me break out. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think people have acne around their chin or around their hairline is 100% from shampoo. Oh. Or even if you have back knee. Interesting. It's probably from the conditioner because there's like silicone and like junk in there. PEG whatever stuff. Yeah. So make sure you find a shampoo that works or or use baby shampoo then. I used oh. to use baby shampoo because it has the least kind of chemicals in it. Um, I do like… I use like lotion as a hair mask. Just straight up lotion? Yeah. Like face lotion. Interesting. Like something that's just at a drugstore. Like Cetaphil or something like random. Mm. Because like hair stuff makes me like break out. Oh okay. That's the thing. So So I do like hair masks with lotion. I've had very damaged hair and you just have to wash it properly. All right. Wash your hair. Put some lotion in it. Make sure when when your hair's wet, don't go to sleep with wet hair. Also very important. Because your hair will… It's bad for your scalp. It'll make your hair fall out. Oh gosh. So maybe I should. That's like really bad. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Rami Abdullah. What's the worst outfit you've had to wear, or the one you've hated the most? <gasps> Do you have like a legendary look where you're like, I should have never worn this, or I really there's would. like a few. <laughs> like when I look back, yeah. like. At those some of those street style photos, uh-huh. I'm like, what the? Why? Like, why was that? Why <laughs> did I decide to put that printed jacket with those printed pants and then wear a printed shirt with a printed back? Like, just too much. Okay, well, walk us through one of them. <sighs> one that you're like, you know what? I Should hate I to look admit it, up it right but now? this was not it. This there was, was not a it. lot. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Oh, I'm curious. I'm very curious. I will have to say this look. It's That's just a lot. lot. Can you describe this look this, to us? I, when was it? What is it? I look like a Christmas tree that got sprayed by paintballs <laughs> and then sprinkled with, you know, sequins. I have like 10 bracelets on. There's like tassels on my jacket. I'm wearing pink sunglasses with pink. Pink on pink mirrored sunglasses. A matching hat that matches my jacket and skirt. And my hair is the same tone as the jackets, which is like purple, pink, and blue. Now, can I please see this in detail? It's just too much. Now… There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on here. And you have polka dotted inside sleeve. Yeah, thing. like that jacket has polka dots on the inside of the sleeve. So the question here is, <laughs> as you were putting this together, what were your thoughts? I was like, this is going to be like a set looking outfit. Like it's tone on tone. Uh-huh. Like it's going to photograph well because it's so colorful and there's so right. many things to photograph. Uh-huh. You don't know where you put your eyes. <laughs> I, it's just, uh, it is a lot. It's a lot. Now, if you were to look at this Irene now, what message would you send to Irene in… Well, I don't know what year this is, but wherever this you was are. Like 2000, this was like 2015 2015 or Irene. What would you say to her? Just like, go back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> go back in the car. Put on… The, 
Put on a leather jacket. I don't know. It's just like I. It's just like too much. Like, there you have oh. it. You have it from 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 the queen herself. No, there are a lot of outfits though. Like, what am I doing? Like, look at me. <laughs> like blue hair. Like what? Is that you? That's me. Wow. I have blue hair and I'm wearing like this long rainbow dress. Like I think I look so cool. <laughs> Walking down the street. I mean, you do look I cool. I look it's like just, a Christmas decoration. It looks like the inside of a glass marble, you yes. know, where you'd blown like, and it's like those? circular. But you know what? No. Props to you for pulling pulling these together, pulling them off, and having the confidence to do them. It's all about confidence. It's all about confidence. It doesn't matter what you wear. <laughs> it's all about confidence. All about confidence. Like uh, I'm wearing… <laughs> Like I'm literally look like I'm wearing my grandma's blanket. Oh, nice. Please show that to the camera. It's, it's it is a. Uh, it's like a like blanket. ten different fabrics patched into it's one. It's like a patched knit blanket that there I'm you wearing. Go. So I, I mean, thought it was cute at the time. Look, trends go, they come, yes. they go. Decisions they last a lifetime, but and these photos they last, last forever. Forever. But it's okay. Now we know. Yes. We've we grow from these experiences. Yeah. Irene, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. It's been so much fun. I know we have we to let you go. We should do this more often. You are welcome anytime. I you have to go pick up my dog. You now. do have to go pick up your dog, but from school. You, what's your dog's name? Biggie. Biggie. Is he small? Biggie is good. He's Biggie is good. Yeah. Biggie's he's a French bulldog. He's a little Frenchie. A little Frenchie. Mm. Well, so I, hopefully we get to meet Biggie sometime. Biggie would totally snort <laughs> during this podcast. Like you would totally hear him some ASMR snorting. We'd, we'd love to have Biggie here anytime. <laughs> we'd love to have you back anytime. But thank you. Uh, appreciate you sharing your story, being here. Me too. I had so much fun. Likewise, um, for everybody listening, please be sure to check out Irene's stuff. She's everywhere. Irene is good, and uh, please be sure to. Rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. And check us out. You can check us out at youtube.com slash divepods or slash dive studios. And you can become a patron of ours at patreon.com slash the dive studios. Now, before we go, before we let you go, we're yes. gonna play a quick little game. If All it's right. okay with you. Yeah. Um, we're going to pretty much play trivia. Oh. Right? What kind of trivia? I have no idea. Oh, you but don't we're know on either? the same team. Okay. So it's it's us against other guests. Oh, okay. And the record right now, I think it's Nikun. He has like maybe 20-something. I don't know. <gasps> but it's three minutes. We're on the same team. We just get through them as much as we can. Okay. All right? Let's do it. All right. Diane is here. Our, our right. producer is here. She's going to feed us the questions. And we have to answer the best we can. So. We're almost there. All right. We got three minutes on the clock. Three minutes on the clock. <gasps> three minutes on the clock. You're here working together. Okay? We're on the same team. Fighting. Same team. We can do it. Okay. One… All right. Kim Kardashian created her own line of shapewear and underwear that's called… Skims. Correct. Ooh. Meghan Markle's wedding dress was from which French fashion house? I know this one. Valentino. No, that's Alexander Italian. McQueen. Nope. No, that was… Margiela. Nope. That was Kim Middle… No. J. Crew. No. The Gap. I American Apparel. Nope. French? Yes, French. Chanel. That's, that's, a, that's a hint. French. Bottega. That's Valentino. Italian. No, no, nope. that's Italian. What? I know this answer. <laughs> pass. <laughs> All right, pass. 
Um, in The Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep plays a formidable editor of fictional runway Vogue. magazine. What is her character's name? Meryl Streep? The Devil. <laughs> in The that Devil Wears Prada. Prada. Meryl. Anna Wintour. She was it's not based a biopic. Off of Anna Wintour. <laughs> it's like a she fictional was based movie. Off. How do I? Pass. Pass. All right. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. How many points are in a touchdown? Football Six. touchdown. Correct. Oh, I would never know that. <laughs> Which Disney princess wears a yellow dress? Belle. Correct. Oh. Killing it. Killing it. What is the name of the actress in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Audrey Hepburn. Correct. What are the colors on the Italian flag? Red, green, green, and white. Yes. Correct. I'm Which country is known you to consume are. the most chocolate? Belgium? Switzerland. Brussels? Correct. Switzerland. <gasps> Switzerland? In the nursery rhyme, Jack and Jill, what do Jack and Jill go up the hill to fetch? Pale water. Water. Correct. What type of fish is Nemo? A clownfish. Yes. Correct. I, we are I was going to say an orange fish. <laughs> Name two celebrity siblings. Celebrity siblings? Yes. Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Correct. And… Kendall and Kylie. There you go. There you go. Which Korean figure skater won a gold medal at the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver? Kim Yuna. Kim Yuna? Correct. Please be right. <laughs> <laughs> What's 21 divided by 7? 3. Correct. How many subway stops from Gangnam to Apgujeong? What? what? 5. Correct. What? <laughs> All right, get ready for this one. Spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Are you kidding me? Super. S U P E R. Fra Cali. Cali. Fragilistic. F R A G I L I S T I C. Fragilistic. Expiala. E X P E. Ink. I don't know how to make the error word. I don't know. I don't know. E X P A. Dalidocious. Give it to us. Atrocious. Atrocious. Pass. Do we even That's have any more close. passes? You, okay. You got five. Okay. Which planet in our solar system is known for having a ring? Uranus. Venus. <laughs> Saturn. Venus. Time's up. It Saturn. was Saturn. But oh. it was after the clock ran out. Oh. 12, got 12 points. Wow. That's not bad. There you go. That's pretty good. Wait. Okay. Wait. Who is Meryl Streep? What's her name? Miranda Priestly. Oh my oh. god. And the house that designed um, Meghan Markle's wedding dress is Givenchy. Oh, Givenchy. Givenchy. Okay, I can't yeah. even say it. <laughs> I had no idea. How are we supposed G to know that? I G knew that. You knew it? I'm oh, so man. embarrassed. Well, thank you so. for playing trivia. <laughs> thank you. You're a great host. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, Irene, thank you yes. again for coming on. Thank you, It was Aaron, great seeing so you. And um, wishing you good health and only the best as you continue Creating incredible things. Same to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, any last goodbyes to our listeners? Um, just stay good and and just enjoy what you have and spend lots of time with your loved ones while you can. And keep listening to this podcast. There you go. You heard it from her. <laughs> Thank you guys, guys. Have a great week. Please, again, rate, review, re subscribe. And we'll see you next week on K-Pop Tabak Show. Goodbye. Peace. Bye. Outro. Thank you for listening to K-Pop Tabak with Eric Nam. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.